Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Love me. My sweet and chocolate love you. I miss the way you love me. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Braxton Cook first made a name for himself as a teenager gigging on the Washington, D.C. jazz scene. Then he moved to New York, where he's played sax with John Batiste, Christian McBride, and many others. But all the time, there was another side of Braxton Cook, the smooth R&B crooner. His latest solo album, Who Are You When No One Is Watching, mixes jazz, soul, R&B, and some elements of hip-hop production, and Braxton has brought his band to our studio to play some of it for us. But first, they're going to play the jazzy title track from Braxton Cook's 2018 album, No Doubt.
No doubt. That is music from Braxton Cook. Played live here in the studio. Braxton playing saxophone. You'll hear him singing in a moment. Uh, Matisse Picard enjoying our piano very much and also playing uh, electric keyboard. Joshua Crumbley on bass and Curtis Noasad behind our drum kit. Braxton, it's great to have you in the band here. It's good to be here. Uh, in addition to banging away at our drum kit, Curtis was also triggering samples, mm-hmm. which in that song included like these kind of stacked vocals. Is right. that you? That's was- correct. Right, right. On the record, yeah, yeah. That, we have a lot of fun in the post-production process of like finishing the album. So we record pretty much acoustically like this. Then I'll have like the session, throw it in the logic. I'll add some other elements that I'm hearing. Um, on that particular album, I guess, um, no doubt, there's like flute and stacked vocals, and then yeah, I'll send the stems after they're like mix and mastered and throw it to Curtis, and he knows what to do with it. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, uh, which came first for you, singing or sax? Singing yeah. or saxing? Or saxing, right. <laughs> uh, they, they both kind of came around at the same time. It's always been a part of my musical process, I would say. Like, to be fair, I, I played piano probably before I even played saxophone. Oh. And uh, singing is just something that everyone in my family kind of did it yeah. wasn't a no one's particularly a, a singer i guess but we just grew up going to church everyone sang a little bit and um that you know i picked up on that i might have done a little bit of theater in middle school and stuff like that and, yeah. and it just stuck with me and then it became a part of how i used how i write and how i compose i'll sit well, at the piano and write and sing and, and that became part of like okay how i make tunes your your first solo album was called Somewhere in Between, mm-hmm. and just that title right, right. seemed like a kind of statement of sorts. Sure, that, and, and a lot of times that's 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 my aim. I think with my album titles and the projects, I, they, they're statements and in some ways affirmations for myself to you know just documenting my process, but also just giving myself some sort of like I- encouragement. Because being in between can be an uncomfortable place. That's exactly exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, so, but no doubt, you know. So exactly. This, it, it took it took a couple of years to get to that place of like, okay, I think this might actually be a sound. The idea of just putting, at that time, 2016, 2017, putting these instrumental jazz tunes right next to, juxtaposed to like this R&B-esque kind of tune was something I didn't hear very much yeah. of. Uh, there was one band in particular who I have to give a lot of credit to, Aramage, led by Jamire Williams. Uh, he put a record out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um where I think uh, the lead singer might have been Chris Turner uh, and Corey King might have sang a bit. It, it, but when I heard that as one record, uh, that was a sound that, it, it, to me, it fused this jazz and, and, and hip-hop. Well, there, you know, there have been other people who've done, you know, the kind of neo-soul slash R&B thing sure. and jazz. But as you say, to, to kind of have one record where it's kind of going from one to the other, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are s- some of those instrumental jazz tracks that, to me, almost sound like I could imagine Frank Ocean from that first record, kind of stepping into some of those that tracks. Was a huge and, inspiration for sure. Channel Orange really? changed. Yeah, okay. yeah, that changed my whole perspective on, on R and B even because it was someone that uh, he didn't sing a lot of runs and 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 the songwriting kind of led. I thought yeah. I thought yeah. the the concept and the and the lyrics kind of led a lot of the the music as opposed to sometimes that churchier, heavier vocal kind of tone. So, yeah, Frank was a huge inspiration in that regard. I, I, I delved more into the lyrics, the concepts, and, you know, I'm not the most powerful singer either, you know what I mean? Uh, it's more of a yeah, softer kind of thing, but yeah. it, it, I use it to kind of counterbalance the saxophone. So are you more of a belter on the sax? <laughs> 
to some, yeah, to some, yeah, relative to my voice. I'm yeah. sure you can find louder saxophonists anywhere, <laughs> sure. But yeah, relative to my voice, for sure. So uh, you must be uh, aware of the irony of a title like who are you when no one is watching when <laughs> your job is to be watched, you know, to be mm -hmm. out on stage, to be the performative version of Braxton Cook. Right, right, right. So what, what does that title mean to you? Yeah, for me, it's, um, it, it was kind of just speaking to uh, the, this, the times that we're in. I think everybody being on their phones, everyone having a digital representative of themselves, mm, right. right, that sometimes doesn't always match up. Um, and me just trying to stay true to the things in my in my life at that time that were important to me and family was one of those things. I was just starting to starting a family. I have a two year old uh, boy, August, who's on the cover, and uh, yeah, he's everything, right? A but and I want he's, he's referenced in a title. He's referenced exactly. He's even like speaking in the beginning of it, you know, or, or making a, a little cry that I put in that August interlude. But yeah, like those those things were just important to me and important to write from that place of honesty. Um, as opposed to a persona that's a bit detached from my real life. I never have been good at doing that. Yeah. You know, I've always just thought of these records as a snapshot of my life. Um, to not be so caught up in perfecting the ideas as much as just documenting them, releasing them, and trying to just, you know, better myself. Well, you know, and uh, you know how hip-hop records often have skits, you know, oh, sprinkled yeah, sure. through it. Yeah, yeah. You have these journal entries, mm -hmm. uh, work, trust, faith, and fatherhood or parents. that's wild that you can do this by the way because i'm just like you might have listened to this record one time and you just remember you have you might have a photographic memory or something man that's amazing I, but because uh, i was like i forgot the name of the interludes my brother i, I may <laughs> i may not have gotten all of them exactly right but but it's it's yeah but yeah those were spawned from conversations i was having with my parents it's like especially not having august i'm just so grateful um, yeah. Everything in my life is working out, and it's like it ain't by accident, man. <laughs> it's not. Well, well you know, I, I, man, I can't tell you how much um, I appreciate that, how, how deeply that, that that touches me. You know, yeah. you want you want your kids, man, to um, be happy. And all of that was uh, the genesis of that was me really getting into therapy in the middle of the in the pandemic. I think all of us could probably relate to just feeling like the world just stopped and uh particularly as a creative and, and musician our world yeah, you know yeah. in particular was impacted heavily and i don't think a lot of us have really 100 percent recovered from it but we found ways to just adapt uh, one of the things that struck me about those interludes is the the music in the background it's like there's a real kind of bopping oh, you know, right. horn <laughs> section going on, on on a bunch of those so yeah those were those are ideas that i i make and uh they're, I got produced as well as write and compose and songwrite, all these other things in music. And uh, I just felt like they needed a home. You yeah. know? I didn't want them to just live on Instagram reels <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, this should, be, this should be something that I kind of polish up a bit and use in, in a way. So I wanted that to be the bed and the soundtrack to some of those conversations. And I want these th things sitting in a hard drive somewhere. Well, the, uh, the album is the most recent one from Braxton. It's called Who Are You When No One Is Watching? And... Uh, there are a couple of guests coming and going, For sure. and the song you're going to do next, the same. This mm -hmm. has Marquise Hill Ooh, on yes. on trumpet. Mm -hmm. So, how do you do this without Marquise? <laughs> I know, I know. I always tell people on stage, I'm like, look, we have Marquise on the record. He will not be here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies ahead of time, because yeah, he just takes it to another level. Yeah, man. When I got the trumpet stems from you know, like we because we were working remotely when I was doing this album. This is 2020, 2021. 
So we're not really in the studio. Right. Partly why it took three years to get the thing out. But anyway, so I'm like, yo, Marquise, could you blow on the end of this? I send him the file. It takes a few weeks to get back, and I get the files back. I look at these trumpet stems. They're perfect, like perfectly doubled, in tune, vibrato match. It was it was wild. Marquise is um, – <laughs> He's, a, he's one of those next level kind of musicians. You know yeah. I mean? He's very, very special. Well, we get to hear you singing on this one. For sure. All right. Let's, uh, Braxton Cook is my guest with the band. Here's a live performance of a song called The Same. Ooh. 
song's called The Same. You got to hear Braxton Cook both singing and playing the saxophone on that one. And you'll find a version of it on his latest record called Who Are You When No One Is Watching, which did come out earlier this year. February 2023, yeah. And then you were here in the spring. We played elsewhere in Brooklyn. Elsewhere, that's what it was. That's what it was, was. yeah. Um, you're not based here in New York anymore. Not right? anymore. No, yeah. no, no. I lived in Harlem for years, and I loved it. And then we moved to Newark for a year in 2019. Uh, yeah, I live in LA now. So, but you were back in New York uh, in the summer to play Good Morning America. That's right. Yeah, in June. Mm-hmm. So, when you go on a show like that, do you feel like you carry a responsibility to like <laughs> lay a little jazz on the the pop culture people? I, I just I feel responsibility to stay true to who I am. If that you know what I mean, that's yeah. more so that uh, I went up there and and we just did our thing. I'll say one thing: it was early in the morning. I know that it was. It was <laughs> you're like, could you be here at three in the morning and Singers set up? I love like, that, right? I was like, this is this is wild. I was like, how do y'all do this every day? Uh, but no, we went up there and had a really good time. We got it was a uh, one of those opportunities where. We could bring like some background singers and do the full thing, you know, guitar, keys, and like, like really, uh, kind of play the record how it's supposed to sound live, yeah. and like, you know, what I mean, like we were able to actually capture that. So that was a special moment. What song did you do? We did '90s. '90s. That's what I thought because yeah, that's that's 90s. like the big uh, single from from the mm-hmm. album. Exactly. What, what Which is... featured Masego, good friend of mine, good guy. Also a singer who plays sax. Yeah, exactly. In that song, I what does the line mean? Love me like the nineties? <laughs> it's about these it's about nineties films, these black like love movies, right? These black oh, loves, okay. love okay. stories. So like you take Love Jones or like so these Spike Lee films or, okay. or um, yeah. kind of like the album title, it means a yeah. bunch of different things. Um, also, it was just, it, it was a period, I think, in my parents' um, marriage where like we could feel the love as well, like as a, as a kid in my adolescence. Um, not to get super deep and personal but i guess that's what that's what we're here for so like they're no longer you know together but i'll say there was that was the the time i felt like we could all feel it you know um so there's also a deeper connection to that period of time of when i felt that right right growing so up with some, that in the house some personal nostalgia oh yeah exactly of like yeah. man that's that's what it's about and trying to keep that the work that it takes to maintain love the right. ups and downs with it we've all gone through it if not personally even professionally with mm-hmm. music with jazz as part of it. Have you had periods where you've oh, yeah, kind of fallen sure. yeah, out of love yeah, yeah, with? Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe second year at Juilliard. I was like, oh, I oh man, I don't know, I don't know. I, I was hitting a burnout point for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think what? just juggling school, touring. Sorry, when I joined Christian Scott's band, um, and a, and a bit of a culture shock. I've always learned music playing like in D.C., just playing R&B clubs and jazz clubs and. The first time dealing with solfege and all of these just different ways of saying the same thing musically yeah. that I think was uh, frustrating, a bit difficult. And then you're hit also with just New York City, which is like a beast <laughs> unlike no other. I was like, this is a lot. Um, yeah. And then also was in a ser- that's when I met my, my partner. So I'm like in a relationship and I'm trying to juggle just all of those things, I think. So uh, what brought you back? Whew, um, 
write, writing and composing my own music, actually. Mm. In 21, 22, I worked on an EP name. It's called Sketch. Uh, I think at the time it was Samora Pender Hughes and Corey Fonville and Chris Smith in the band. But finding that outlet creatively um, and just yeah, starting to find my own tribe and space. Yeah. Like, Samora, who's been here, uh, been on the show, mm-hmm. is, you know, he's another one who, you know, there seems to be very little wall or filter between the real him and the oh, professional right. him. Exactly. So the thing you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, when I asked if you felt like a responsibility, you know, as someone sort of getting into the pop world to, to bring jazz to people, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of thinking of this Emmy-winning video that you were in. <laughs> uh, what's it called? The the most feared jazz song explained, something like that. Box.com. I remember that. Yeah, that was. And it's about Giant Steps, the John Coltrane tune. That's right. Why is that so feared? And please explain. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 on them to explain. They just asked me to to go into the theory, you know, the 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 theory of the the whole augmented triad and and the different tonal centers of giant steps. Which I was like, yeah, no problem. I can get into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's well, this tonal center, this tonal l- center. Then we go look around. Who did years at Juilliard? Oh right, right. So yeah, I did that. I did that. I you know I didn't really go into too much on like why it's the most feared. I think it's a complicated progression and, and hard to maybe st- sound melodic and fresh on top of that but yeah um i love that tune is it do you think it's the most feared song in jazz i mean probably from their perspective they're non-jazz musicians you know what i mean yeah um the people that over there that work that, at vox. that was vox yeah. yeah 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 so you were you were one of a couple of Right. experts talking heads exactly yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know what i mean that was, that was cool it was cool and another adam mcneely who was the other person that spoke on it who broke it down even more detailed than i could very glad that 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 did well yeah, yeah it, it won cool. an emmy so do you have like a I guess that copy could... of an emmy or? yeah they gave me a certificate <laughs> okay yeah, that's cool good <laughs> um let's hear let's go back to uh instrumental music this next track is called mb mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know how you're going to do it here but there's a moment on the record where there's kind of a siren yeah. sound. Explain what MB stands for. Okay, so MB as uh, initials really for Micaiah Bryant. Those are her. That's her. Her name, and she was a 16 year old, or uh, that was murdered in in Ohio at, by the hands of the police. That I felt yeah, just unjustly and didn't get enough attention. I felt in the the news cycle. I don't know, like George Floyd, for example. I felt was in 2021 um more of the the face of that particular right right that particular surge of of uh stories and and i was out there protesting um actually out in, in new york and new jersey at the um at the time but yeah i just wanted to speak to her story you know and how unjust that was yeah the 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 impetus for the actual tune 
there's an amazing drummer, Mo- Moses Boyd. And like I said, in 2020, we're not leaving the house. So I'm asking for people for drum ideas and stems. Curtis sends me drum loops and I put them on and I improvise over them and loop them and come up with ideas. And then that's how this tune started. So a drummer in London, his name's Moses Boyd. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. His initials actually are also MB. MB, right, yeah. Um, sent me a drum loop and I just started playing over it. And it's boom, So I loop that part keep that as a baseline and I just make a melody over it. This is kind of G Phrygian Aeolian thing. And that became the tune. Braxton Cook is my guest. He's here with the band and this track is called MB. You'll find a version of it on his most recent record called Who Are You When No One Is Watching? But here is a live performance. Thank you. 
That is Braxton Cook and a tune called MB, which you will find on his most recent album called Who Are You When No One Is Watching? And once again, Matisse Picard at our piano, Joshua Crumbly playing the five-string electric bass, Curtis Noasad behind our drum kit, and of course Braxton playing the sax, doing some singing here today. Um, what's next for you? I mean, you mentioned how this last record took years you know, to finally come to fruition. Are you already at work on the next? You know it. Now that things are open, so like this is what happened. We came to New York in June, did Good Morning America. That day we went to the studio, um, Josh Pleader's studio, who did a lot of the mixing and mastering on this album, who's responsible for that siren that Ah, you're talking about. It was a really awesome delay that he did, like an actual analog delay um, that created that effect. But Josh has a really nice studio he works out of in Lower East Side. So we went right there, started working on the next record, and I think we're probably about 60-70% there. Right. So we're keeping things moving, man. Keeping things moving. Well, and uh, you know, uh, the holiday season is coming up, and you have just released a version of uh, a tune that people will know from uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, and you know, to go back Vince to... Vince Garaldi, you know what I'm Vince saying? Vince Garaldi, someone else who... You know, lived in both worlds. The, you know, the, and I just watched that movie Maestro yesterday. Oh yeah, on Leonard Bernstein. Right, so good. Another person who yeah lives in the, in both worlds and just yeah all that comes with working sometimes in co- in a commercial space, but then also trying to stay true to an art form is very very interesting. And to see people live in that and you know grow in that space, it, it's it's interesting. It was a really really good film. Yeah. yeah, spoke to me. So Christmas time is here. Is this mm-hmm. something that I mean? Have you always been a Christmas fan, or just having a oh, two-year-old yeah. kind of? Oh no, always, always, always. <laughs> Honestly, that was probably when I heard jazz the most. My family, we grew up with like soul records and stuff most throughout the year, gospel. But around Christmas was when my parents would actually throw on like a Wynn Marcellus Christmas record. <laughs> I want some Kenny G. I'm not even gonna lie, my dad used to love some Kenny G. Like, yeah, threw it on. Uh, yeah, so that was like, yeah, I remember hearing a lot more like instrumental jazz around that time of year. Christmas time is here. Happiness is here. That's the most recent uh, release from Braxton Cook. It's been great having you and the band here in the studio playing for us. I hope we can... Uh... It's an honor to be here, let me just say. Like, we oh. were just talking about all the people that graced this piano. Yes. Speaking of giant steps, Tommy, Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan played like, that piano. Yeah, yeah, that's heavy. It's really heavy, so it's an honor. Thank you for having us. My pleasure, and uh, also my thanks to our crew as ever. Uh, our technical director is Irene Trudell. Mm-hmm. Our producer is Karen Havlick, who also shot video of the performances. Our video editor is Eric Weber. I'm John Schaefer. That'll do it for this episode of the Soundcheck Podcast. To keep up with everything that we're doing on New Sounds, you can subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Just text New Sounds to 70101 or uh, sign up on the website at newsounds.org. Thinking my head